everyone. Welcome to the Mount Waverley Cricket Club's first ever podcast. Hope you're all well. I've got Peter Blakeney with me who's going to join me over the course of this podcast series. Pete, how's things? Good Houston going well, mate. And I think, is there anything more quintessential millennial thing to do than two guys start a podcast in lockdown? I think the the only other one would be that same millennial moving back home, which I've actually done in the last couple of weeks. So and I've, I've never moved out of home. So how are you coping in lockdown, mate? Pretty sick of the uh, working in the spare bedroom and doing everything via Zoom, but we have to do it. And hopefully, you know, sooner rather than later, we're all able to catch up. What about the fitness? How's it going leading into pre-season? We're not sure exactly when it's going to be. Yeah, fitness personally is... It's going not too badly. I've um, I've set the spare bedroom up as my work office and my brother's bedroom up as a gym. So my my area of the house is all all going well. Um, the only issue is with COVID and being stuck at home. I seem to be eating twice as much as I normally would. So any weight or um, gains that I'm making in the gym, I'm losing straight away when I eat dinner. So unfortunately, that's um, evening itself out. But it's going well um, and just trying to get myself as ready as possible for whenever the season does finally start. I can sympathise the, the, we might need to find a club dietitian in lockdown the way, the way things are going. But I know the, um, from a senior perspective, the uh, fast bowling or fast bowlers cartel is doing um, well on the WhatsApp group and they're all trying to push each other to get some, to get some work in, in this tricky time. Right. Um, I guess yep. other things leading into the start of the season, mate. Have you bought your one-day kit yet? Sheeds is pushing the boys to, to figure it out and purchase it if they haven't bought it yet. I certainly have. Got mine ordered, number uh, 59. Job done. Yep, job done. New Lexus of Blackburn sponsorship. So if everyone makes sure they Very get good. their one-day yes. kit if you haven't already. Yes, Lexus, one of our major partners, they are taking over the uh, major naming rights over our one-day kit. Nothing. It's a coveted position. Absolutely. Every every podcast needs a few things, doesn't it? And you look at our, our major sponsors and our branding and our assets and those sort of things. You reckon we need, do we need some sort of, what do you reckon? What do we need? A major sponsor. We need some sort of something for our guests, right? Yep, we do. We need, a, we need a major sponsor. We need a jingle. Every podcast has their own jingle or sound, I yep. guess. And they, they're able to make something or offer something to their guests other than just the joy of chatting to, to you and I, I think. Yes, other than that, which is worth so much, right? So maybe some sort of podcast party pack featuring yep, gift, gift uh, pack. Some, of, some of the most essential things you could think of at this point in time with some Mount Waverley branding. We should probably check with Grossman, who's one of our um, inaugural guests. But any ideas for, for Mount Waverley branded essentials that we could give in our podcast party pack? Well, I think all, all the things you really need during lockdown, a keep cup you know, to keep you going. Keep cup, yep. Keep cup, absolutely. Um, face masks, um, stubby holder, very important. Face coming masks, that is very, that is very timely on the back of uh, some additional unfortunate extensions to lockdown in Victoria. So, Houston, do you want to do you want to tell us a little bit about the sort of purpose of this one and the format and some of the people we'll be speaking to in our inaugural podcast today? Yes, yeah, so the idea of this podcast is to just try and keep, I guess, everyone at the club as connected as we can, keep you up to date with any news um, and just and just give you a way to, as I said, to connect with the club. Obviously, we're going to look to, you know, bring you some general news, um, some guests, past players, um, 
and and some characters of the club, I guess, is is who we'll be trying to get on over the course of however long this runs for before Grossi cuts our funding. So on this first podcast, we're, we're going to have three three guests for you. So the first one will be Trevor Goddard, who's our new junior president. We're then going to have David Grossman, who's our senior president. And then we're also, uh, as a final guest, going to get a former Sunday first 11 player. Now, he's in the footy ops team in an AFL club. So we're going to have a bit of a chat to him about player performance um, and what our junior and senior guys can look to do to build themselves up uh, fitness-wise prior to the season. Sounds good. And Houston, there's probably one last thing we need to do before we kick off is set ourselves a goal in terms of unique listeners for this particular podcast. Look, How many listeners is a good outcome? If 200 people were to listen to our podcast, what should we do? Or what should we get? No idea. Maybe we could en- enhance the... the uh, professionalism of the podcast maybe maybe i'll reach out to someone and get a dedicated a dedicated some sort of jingle or music or something yes. for transitions between periods let's go with that if we get more than 200 people listen to us which will we promise we'll sure. upgrade our professionalism sure. yeah we'll be better for version 2.0 yep shall we kick it off sounds good let's go let's do it Welcome, Trevor, our first ever guest on the Mount Waverley podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure. Lovely to be here. So, Trev, interested in knowing or getting a little bit of an understanding of what on earth was going through your mind at the point you decided you wanted to take up the role of the junior president? So, we at Mount Waverley, we're more or less the largest junior cricket club in metropolitan Melbourne. So, you at the figurehead of that are you're basically in, in charge of a small army. Excited for the challenge? Oh, absolutely, Pete. Um, and a lot of things went through my mind. Um, and I guess the most recent ones, of course, would be the Premier's announcement this afternoon, um, the fact that it's Father's Day, and this role really doesn't sit on its own while it's there um, by name and by nature. Um, the notion of a small army is pretty true. Um, a magnificent club with family, community and other great support networks that keep it running. Um, and I guess in terms of an army, you're absolutely right. Um, the irony is that a lot of that army is really eight, nine, 10 and 11 year olds um, who are out there with an enormous amount of energy, um, passion for the game, just a love for sport and being active. Um, and that's a really great environment to be around. So, you know, I've, I've grown up um, being around that type of club environment and being involved with young people. Um, and I find that both inspiring um, and, and uplifting to be involved with personally. So it's got a great personal and professional connection all rolled into one. Definitely. Now, just um, just on Mount Waverley, and how, how did you get to Mount Waverley? Did you find Mount Waverley Cricket Club or did Mount Waverley Cricket Club find you? Yeah, interesting question. Probably, probably a little bit of both. Um, I moved to Melbourne in... 2010 from Perth, um, came over here for work. Um, And so I guess in any time when you move and I had young family, still have young family, but at the time came with young family. And so getting them involved in the activities that they were involved in when we're in Perth was a pretty important part of the the resettlement, if you like. Um, And I think looking back on it, ironically, the kids probably managed it better than the adults, as in my wife and I. 
Um, but getting involved in a community club, we've always been a pretty sport active kind of family. Um, we moved into the area, Mount Waverley was around the corner. Um, and so my eldest son started playing in the 2011 season. And that was really my introduction to the club. So in part, it was as much by accident. Um, and in hindsight, I'd say it was a fortuitous and fantastic accident because I've absolutely loved every second that I've been involved with the club. I know you mentioned you, you've been at the club nine, ten years or so. Within that time, what would you say is your favourite Mount Waverley Cricket Club memory? I've got a, a couple of little things that, that are in isolation, they're probably quite personal and they, they may not ring, um, ring a bell with anyone that's listening. But I think it's the intent behind it that I'd like to draw people's attention to. Um, so, so one of them would be um, scoring electronically at a match um, and running out of battery very quickly. And all of a sudden having four parents jumping in cars to, to drive home to pick up iPad chargers. You know, that, that to me just says something about the commitment of the parent group. Um, and the type of families and community members that step in to to bring their kids to the club. I think that that's that's just fantastic. Um, another one that was more behind the scenes that probably relates to where I felt a degree of comfort and almost um, necessity to help out in this way for the club. Very early on, and I'll disclose that I can't remember exactly whether it was my second under 11 coaching stint or in, in the under 13s, but I, I did have um, an issue with, unfortunately, one of the, the parents of one of the boys in the team that I was working with, a difference of opinion, as happens in any professional forum. And I guess what was really fantastic is that I saw the level of support, objectively, that the club was able to provide me in assessing what had gone on, looking at the decision-making process, looking at it from child's point of view, parents' point of view, club's point of view, and the level of commitment given to that process for the protection of integrity for the family, for the club, and for the game, I thought was outstanding. Um, and sometimes it's those little things that happen behind the scenes that for the rest of the parent group, the rest of the playing group, you don't necessarily, and nor should you, um, get, get privy to, but those things give you an incredible amount of trust and inspiration in both the club and the organisational organisational unit that sits behind it, and for that reason, you know, I would I would trust the the cricketing path, the social path, the personal development path of of my boys or any of my kids through the club, for that reason of knowing what sits behind it. And I think that's probably testament um, to the people that have held this position prior to me. And I think that's really important when you step into a role like this. There's there's always a strong legacy of people having given themselves professionally and personally. So rather than it being a memory, it's almost a commitment to try and keep that tradition going on to make sure that I can support people in the same way coming through in, in a way that that support was afforded to me. So there's the, there's the deep and meaningful one that's incredibly important. And, you know, the lighter ones, I, I think I made reference before, you know, standing around with parents blowing blowing water off the pitch and sweeping down pitches just to get kids on the park, I think is incredibly important. And Trev, I guess, thank you for your time, mate. It's been great having you. Um, one last thing from Hugh and I, uh, we've got some early thinking around uh, all of our guests coming on the podcast are going to get a little bit of a party pack, but we need to okay it with the president first and we haven't spoken to him just yet. So 
thank you for joining us and we'll be shipping out a party pack for you for joining the podcast. But as our inaugural guest, first, first podcast, first guest ever, thank you for your time. Thanks very much for the initiative. Lovely to have a chat with you. Cheers. Thanks very much. And we're now joined by our Senior President, David Grossman. Grossi, how's it going? Uh, good, thanks, Hugh. Um, pleasure to be on the first Mount Waverley um, podcast with you and Pete. So looking forward to it. Uh, now, you're a busy man. How are you coping with, uh, with everything? Uh, yeah, it's been, um, like for everyone, been a, uh, an interesting year. Um, my day job involved with um, the AFL. It's been um, probably our most complex season that we've we've experienced in our living memory and uh, so that's um, kept me busy during the days and um, been working from home since middle of March with a couple of toddlers running around so um, the, the plus side of all of that is I've never seen more of my kids and, and that's been actually really amazing um, but you know you, you, you miss a bit of the social interaction with work and obviously um, we uh, you know, a bit delayed and um, with the, uh, our lead into the cricket season, um, which is um, a bit disappointing at the moment, but um, all in all, pretty good here. Absolutely. So, Grossi, similar to our inaugural guest, Trevor Goddard, we're interested in how you made your way to the club. So, mm. you've always, I know you've always been a local boy and you and I have actually followed um, remarkably similar paths. I guess the similarities probably stopped when you took on the presidency, which is not a particular interest of mine, but um, tell us a little bit about your connection to the area and, and the club. Uh, yeah, never give up hope, Pete. Um, but um, no, I, I uh, um, grew up in Glen Waverley. I uh, went to Glen Waverley Secondary College, actually played junior cricket at Mulgrave Cricket Club um, through some, some guys I knew at, uh, at school. And, um, but then, then tried out for the Hatch team, um, which was an under 14 competition at that stage and was lucky enough to make that. And um, that was actually being um, team managed by Chris Houghton um, all those years ago. Uh, and uh, so he was, he was sort of my first introduction to the club. Had, had a lot of fun there, but actually it, you know, it was more, it sparked my interest in wanting to play turf cricket. And so, um, at the next opportunity, I, I continued with Mount Waverley um, and started playing um, senior cricket, I think, um, a year or two later um, into, the, into the threes and fours and um, uh, haven't really looked back since. And so played all of my senior cricket with Mount Waverley and obviously continued um, off field with, with volunteering on the committee. Excellent. Now, obviously, being the president, you're probably the most involved out of everyone with the, uh, I guess, the COVID planning sessions that are going on with Cricket Victoria and Subbies. Any club-related news um, that you're able to share? Obviously, it's, uh, it's Father's Day afternoon as we record this, so we have just received news from the Premier that we will be continuing in Stage 4. So, any kind of news or anything like that that you're able to share? Yeah, I think that um, prior to today's announcements... Um, that the planning for um, uh, the VSDCA, our, our senior competition, and ISEC, our junior competition, were, was that they were targeting um, mid-November starts. 
um, I would imagine that today's announcements are going to um, put some of that back. Um, but we were, um, uh, Trevor, myself and Steve Golding on a call with Cricket Victoria only um, this previous Friday and they were indicating that um, before the end of September, um, Cricket Australia and Cricket Victoria would have some more guidance around um, some of the roadmap to, to return to cricket. So, you know, I think that we just have to be realistic that um, a start date could be, you know, in sometime in November, it could be later than that, um, remain flexible um, and just keep doing all of the right things in between. At a, at a committee level, that means making sure that we're well planned um, and that we're engaging with Cricket Victoria, our council, um, ready for um, what the um, various guidelines will mean in terms of how we manage training and playing. And for our playing group, um, it's, you know, be you know, the best citizens you can because if we can continue to do the right things, wear masks, um, uh, and follow the restrictions, um, and, you know, to the best of your ability, stay fit, keep in contact with each other, um, that when we are allowed back to, to train, um, we'll be in the best um, condition and position we can be to make the most of that. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, it can't be much more concrete than that at the moment. Um, a lot of us are, you know, in, in business and community support are in a similar boat, um, but hopefully we'll have some more information from Cricket Australia and Cricket Victoria towards the end of September. Yep, fingers crossed. And um, Crossy, Hugh and I were having a bit of a chat earlier around um, sort of the idea of a, I think we need for our podcast almost a, a Hugh and Pete podcast party pack for some of our guests. So we just wanted to put you on oh, the yeah. spot um, and get your blessing, but granted kind of the wheels are a little bit in motion already and we've told Trevor mm. that he's going to get some sort of party pack, but a, yeah. a, um, a gift pack for some of our guests as they come and join us with a variety of Mount Waverley branded products, maybe some of the essentials at the moment yeah. in the current environment, maybe a stubby holder, maybe a face mask, not sure, but your blessing while we will put you on the spot for that one. And that's all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, you definitely have my blessing. I, I, I trust you guys more than say some of the people that might've been hosting a podcast when I first joined the, the career club back in the nineties. Um, but uh, no, I think that's great idea. You know, the, the, the point of this initiative is, is that, um, our communications, our how we interact with each other, you know, on podcasts or on our emails, etc. That's sort of our social interaction um, uh, for the start of this season. Uh, we don't get to to train and get together um, at the club like we would be used to. So, um, yeah, I'd love for anyone that um, can um, set aside some time to have a chat with you guys, um, which I know that. Excited to do anyway, um, but a little bit of a reward is is um, is a great idea. Your greatest on-field performance as a cricketer? Actually, in a one-day game versus Brighton, and we were eight or nine wickets down. Um, it might have been eight wickets down because I know that there was a very nervous Peter Blake, and he's sitting back in the in the sheds, um, not particularly interested Correct. in coming out into the middle. And and Roy and I'm managed to fumble our way through uh, 30 odd runs to um, to win the game. And um, Roy got most of those and and I very rudely um, 
then took the opportunity to hit a boundary to win the game, um, which left me with some of the glory, even though he'd done most of the hard work. So apologies many years hence, but um, to, to Roy Boy, he probably should have gotten the glory on that one. But no, I, I, that, those, you know, those moments in time were what I was talking about. Being out in the middle, um, being in a contest with with one of your one of your best mates, and um, getting to do those sorts of things, which carry memories for a, a long time. Grossy, thank you very much for your time. Very much appreciate it. It's always good to hear from you. And uh, fingers crossed, we'll be able to catch up in person soon. Doesn't look like it'll be too soon, but fingers crossed. If everyone keeps doing the right thing, uh, we'll be back back at the club sooner than we think. Ah, thanks, boys. The party um, pack will be in the mail. Oh, yeah, no, I, I appreciate <laughs> that. And, um, no, thanks. And um, uh, good luck with the podcast. Um, it's a great idea. And uh, look forward to seeing who the future guests are. Thanks very thanks, much. Rosie. While we're all parked for a while, Lexus isn't. We're still committed to anticipating your needs. So we're here for you because us putting you first and you counting on us is more important now than ever. Great to hear from one of our sponsors, uh, Lexus of Blackburn, who have been a, a proud partner of the club and one of our major sponsors for the last couple of years. Andrew Moore and team down there are tremendous supporters of the club. And I think at one point, Hugh, they, um, they sponsored Triple M. I think they were... They were the, the major sponsor of the Triple M uh, Hot Breakfast. I remember a, a regular reference to them on um, Eddie, Mick and Das. So maybe maybe we should just broaden the horizons a little bit and see if we can get a, a dedicated podcast sponsor for, for you and I once we see how many, um, how many unique listeners we have after this inaugural session. We'll see yep. how we go. What do you think? Put ourselves out into the market. I think that's a good idea, Pete. Yeah, we'll see how Peter. we go. That's it. Absolutely. Yep. We all saw the last couple of weeks Jimmy Anderson's taken his 600th test wicket and Shoaib Agtar, the fastest bowler to have ever played, has congratulated him by tweeting, Jimmy Anderson, well done on 600 wickets. A great achievement for a medium pacer. And that is up there with the most alpha moves I've ever seen on Twitter. Pete, what would you say your alpha move is? Um, I wouldn't call myself an alpha hue so i don't think i've got an alpha move but the one that pops into my mind is that i've been on the receiving end of a couple of times actually is in social circles where you're not you're not that familiar with the rest of the group so you're the newer one of the group and you kind of you've been around enough that they should know who you are and you 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 say good day to someone that should know who you are and they're like oh it's pete isn't it and it's like, no, you you well and you and well know that it is Pete, but you're just sort of saying you're a little bit you're in here and I'm the yeah. I'm the new kid on the block. So that's the one on the receiving end, and it's a good segue as we're joined by Naji Imam, former Sunday first eleven player and currently part of the footy ops team at North Melbourne in the AFL. Naj, you're no alpha, but uh, we do know you run a very rapid six forty five two K time trial, which is sort of alpha in itself. What's your role at North and uh, how's Hub Life treating you at the moment? Yeah, it's a little bit different being up in uh, Queensland while everyone else is down in lockdown. You hear all these stories around, oh, we can't leave the house and all that stuff. And 
we've got it pretty good up here, I reckon, at the moment. But I'm a I'm an analyst, so do a lot of the stats, do a lot of the vision um, at North Melbourne, help the coaches and support them in their role. Got a couple yeah. of kangaroos actually staring me in the face at the moment up at Sanctuary Cove. <laughs> Very nice. Excellent. And, and just in regards to your connection at Mount Waverley, how did you become involved with, with our club? So I went to school with Pete. He's a couple of years older than me, but I'm pretty good mates with his brother. And we've just sort of got along all throughout high school. And then we worked together at Time Zone. And unfortunately, I had got to meet Jack Rook. Um, became mates Sorry about with him. That. And... <laughs> very good. Yeah, Let's be happen. clear, that, that, that wasn't rehearsed at all, but very good. I like that. <laughs> and then last year, heard there was a bit of a Sunday ones great and I've always wanted to get in the first 11 never been able to on a Saturday so I thought Sunday it must be a superior comp and happened to get in there so that's been me the last year so Nudge, talk me through kind of we're all sitting in our respective um hubs I guess you could call them our hubs <laughs> are a, a five kilometer radius from our um, primary place of residence but looking at going into a pre-season or currently in a pre-season, but unsure of exactly when the season's going to kick off and those sort of things. I'm interested, what's your, any exposure to kind of in your role working with elite athletes and those sort of things, how much, how much ball work versus running versus gym for argument's sake would, would some of the AFL guys be doing kind of a couple of months out and does that transition as it gets closer to the season and they kind of doing a little bit more skills and those sort of things, just any insights you can offer in terms of that? Yeah. So in the um, general off season, they probably don't do a heavy amount of ball work. It's a lot of conditioning and regeneration weights, um, just light stuff just to, because they in season, you actually don't do many weight sessions at all. They sort of do one, maybe two, if you've got a seven or eight day break, which has been a little bit different this year, but not many. They do a, they'll do a leg session every week but upper body weights are almost out the window. So they use that off-season time just to sort of get used to lifting weights again. Um, and then as the pre-season goes on, they really ramp the upper body weights up because they know that it'll trough down again during season. But they do a fair amount of running over the off-season. But it's again, it's, a, it's an amount of building up over the sort of off-season break where they've got two weeks where they do literally nothing they're just told to rest and then as they get closer to pre-season again they'll start to ramp up the k's and the loads from there excellent and just i guess obviously it's it's a pretty tough time down here in victoria and we've got a lot of people uh i guess not really sure when the season's going to start um for someone like yourself where do you or how do you find the motivation to i guess keep yourself fit while you're in the hub um, and make sure that, you know, you're keeping the miles ticking over in the legs and stuff like that. Yeah, so I suppose it's, I reckon the best part is just getting into a little bit of a routine, making sure that, you know, you go, all right, well, maybe it's every two, maybe it's every three days, every two days, every three days, sort of alternating between that just to make sure you're getting out, just ticking the legs over. And you don't want to overdo it because you're bored or anything like that, just because you feel like, oh, I need to run because the worst thing you want to do is break down with injury. But I think it's just a consistent regular pattern is probably the best way for you to stay fit and make sure you're building up as you get closer to the 
season approaching and we know we don't know exactly when the season will be and that's for many sports but I suppose just gradually building it up to know that when this time does come you're right to go. Do you reckon you'd be able to, to share a program or just very briefly discuss something maybe for, for a junior level, say a 15-year-old, and then maybe someone around a 25-year-old average fitness level just to give them a bit of something to focus on over the next six, eight, ten weeks, however long it is before we can get back out onto the field? Um, obviously, not everyone are, well, not everyone at the club are, are great athletes like Pete and I, and some people do maybe need a bit of that specialist advice. Certainly. So I've actually just come off a little bit of a bone stress reaction in the lower leg. So if you're talking off an average fitness level, you probably just want to, and this has been good because I've just built into what I've been doing. So I started off with some pretty basic stuff of just like some walk jogs over the course of two kilometers, where you're just walking and jogging for a minute each walk, jog, walk, jog until you sort of reach 2K then up to 3K, then up to 4K and go from there. And then after that, you just start to build a little bit of speed work in. So whether it's two minutes on and then you're walking in between, two-minute effort walking in between, it's just gradual build. And then I did some stuff where you're doing some 400-metre efforts and then some longer stuff over sort of a kilometre with about two or three minutes in between. Thank you for your time. Thank you for joining us on the inaugural podcast. We've got a um, podcast party pack for you now that Grossman's um, ticked that off with a, with a variety of Mount Waverley Cricket Club goods. So we'll be sure to maybe not send that up to Sanctuary Cove. Maybe we'll see you back down um, in Victoria in the cricket season once things kick off here and we'll, we'll share that with you at the right time. But thank you for joining us. No problem. Thank you. Thanks for your time.